we live in a, a culture that the church is in decline. And we've seen that for the last 50 years, that change, the openly mocking of, of Jesus as well as Christians. And so for people who are like, ah, Jesus might have been here. The Bible is written by a bunch of dudes. I question it. And then there's also this non-biblical references to this man, Jesus, mm-hmm. where can you talk a little bit about the historical the historical reference of Jesus outside of the Bible, but then how that parallels perfectly with the Bible? Because when people learn about that, they're like, I never knew that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of my favorite things about the Bible and the person of Jesus is I believe the Scripture is a unified story that leads to Jesus. But then I also, if you really look into it, and I would encourage anyone listening to do this, Jesus is the most historically accurate person in the entire narrative of humanity. And you find that not even in the biblical narrative. You find that in the history books all over the place. And then when you take the history books written by people, studied by brilliant minds, more brilliant than me, and then you parallel that with what we see about Jesus in Scripture, all of it is like, man, you can't make this stuff up. Like, you, you, how, how is there a book, the Scriptures, the Holy Bible, so historically accurate and only points to the person of Jesus? And then when we take that outside of the context of that he's the living God, and we just make him just a good moral teacher, well, then we've stripped, like, the, the son of God that he is, and we've just made him another person. And we can't do that. So in history, so much, everything points to Jesus. And then in the Bible, so much, everything points to Jesus. One is declaring him Lord and God. The other is just declaring him, oh, great moral teacher. But the similarity between the two is also scary but spectacular. And it's scary because if we only look at the history books, we miss the truth that he's our living hope. And then the spectacular comes when we take the history of humanity and then yoke it up with the scriptures, the authority of God, and we go, oh my goodness, look how much the Lord God absolutely loves us, that all of history and what is and what is now and what is to come revolves around the Lord God, and he includes us in the story. I believe there's a there's a Roman general, Roman guard, who actually has a first-hand account of Jesus. I don't know the man's name, but um, a biblical scholar uh, from years ago shared this. This is what he said, and this Roman guard saw what Jesus did, saw healings, and it's referenced in that, in that journal. Do you have other examples like that? Yeah, so I would say... One of, the, one of the most amazing examples is, like, if a lot of people correlate, like, the Dead Sea Scrolls, which is where we get some of the biblical narrative from, but then there's other accounts in that that aren't in, like, the Holy Scriptures, but that give, like, that show, similar to the Roman general story, journals of people who were eyewitness accounts or, or grandkids of eyewitness accounts that had scribbles of signs and wonders that they saw things that were passed down that completely and totally accurately line up with the scriptures. And all of that is just the signpost of like, wow, look, here's Jesus. And one of my favorite stories going off of what you just shared 
is in 1 John 1 of the Bible. It says, I've seen him, I've touched him, like I've heard him. And now I'm expressing what he has told me to you so that your joy may be complete. And that Roman guard that you're talking about, some say that he was an eyewitness of the cross. And John was the only other disciple to be an eyewitness of the cross. And both are found describing the same things, meaning that Jesus is who he says he is, that he died and that he rose again. Uh, But one would have a whole culture and society that would say, nope, he's not the living God. And then obviously John, disciple of Jesus, would say he is the living God. But then it came to find out that the Roman guard in his his journalings professed faith in in who Jesus was Mm. because of the historical evidence, the... Like, the idols of this age don't compare to the person of Jesus. The people who were present watching Jesus get crucified, they were impacted because they saw the Son of the living God die. And something transformed. So if a woman who touches the cloak of Jesus gets transformed, and a man who is with horrible skin lesions gets touched by Jesus and gets transformed, then a person watching his death has to be transformed. Oh, 100%. What what would people experience at that moment when he died and suddenly there's something's going on in the in the the universe. Yeah, well I mean, if you even just look at that account in in the scriptures, it says the ground shakes. The whole sky goes dark. And then one of the most beautiful parts, you know, the curtain of the temple is torn from top to bottom. And that has such Incredible significance. Can you describe that more? Because I think a lot of people hear that the, the curtain was torn, but they don't really know what is that. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, is that a real curtain or is it a metaphorical curtain? Yeah, so it's both a real curtain and also a beautiful metaphorical curtain. In the sense of the real curtain in the temple that day, it would have been set up to where behind the curtain was the only place where the high priest could go to enter and to be with the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. Meaning, myself as an ordinary person, Andrew as an ordinary person, you as a listener as an ordinary person, could never go there. Uh, it was forbidden. But when Jesus died on the cross, he made a way for us to enter into relationship with the Lord God who absolutely loves us again. So the curtain is torn literally in the temple that day so that anyone and everyone in the city, no matter their story, no matter their background, no matter what, because of who, what Jesus did and who Jesus is, can enter into the Holy of Holies. And then it's also a metaphorical thing because that's you and I now. That it's not by our righteousness, it's not by our good works, not by our efforts, it's by grace and grace alone, as we profess in Jesus, in Jesus alone, faith in him, that we get to enter into the Holy of Holies, which is the presence of the Most High God. And if you look at that account, you talk about the death of Jesus, the ground shakes, the earth goes dark, and that is torn to signify the creator of the world has just died. So the world itself, the earth, is groaning. And then the scripture testifies that Jesus is the light of the world. So the light of the world just died, and now the land is in darkness. Mm. So those are two discouraging things. But then the most encouraging thing ever happens, the curtain of the temple is torn from top to bottom, meaning that the earth is groaning, the darkness is there, but take heart because the person who just died has made a way for you to enter into a new earth and a new light, new heaven, with him and him alone. So this is beautiful imagery it's not just imagery, it's real. It really is. It's and that's beautiful. where you and I yeah. get to enter into the story because of what Jesus did. 